It is Thursday, the 9th of June. This is Two Guys, One Cup, an AFL podcast. I'm Charlie Clawson, and joining me is a man who has much better jokes than we've ever had on this podcast. It's uh, Michael Chamberlain from uh, Junk Time AFL Podcast. How are you doing? Hello, Charles. How are you? I, uh, I really enjoy your, uh, your opening theme. Idea? Yeah, it's really good. It's really well done. How, how did you get it done? Well, I... What did I do? I, I, well, it's interesting, actually. I thought that because it's an old song, um, I'd be able to just get it like a license-free version of the song, and then I was just going to... Um, ask some people to get together and, and sing over the top. Mm-hmm. Like, just I thought that would be easy to do. I was actually planning on just doing it, you know, at my place. Um, but I've got a few friends who work in sound post production, and they explained that it was much more difficult to that if you want it to sound any good. So I just licensed the track, Yankee Doodle Dandy, found a marching band. Really? You gotta, of Yankee Doodle Dandy. What does a, a license fee go for these days? Really fucking expensive. <laughs> <laughs> because what I didn't realize is what you're licensing isn't. It's not like, oh, well, this song was written 100 years ago, so it's public domain. If that song gets re-recorded, then you're getting the license off the, the marching band that's re-recorded it. So I had to go through APRA and all kinds of shit. And they, they stung me with a bill or a quote of what it was going to cost. And I had to explain to them what a podcast was. I said, <laughs> look, uh, I'm not making any money from this. This is, you know, and, and so they, they gave me a discounted rate, which I appreciate. But then um, I had to find someone to sing. And Someone's there's this singing, dude... Yeah. There's this dude called Greg Cunningham, uh, who does a lot of kind of advertising related uh, to the uh, the the Cunninghams of St Kilda. That's right. The 80s. Yeah. Is yeah. Joffa, is Joffa's nephew? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, he uh, the same person, the same friend of mine who I asked about how doing all this. She recommended this guy because he's sung on some uh, commercials that she's produced. So he just sang all those four part harmonies, wow. but he. But there was different structures. Like I, I sort of said to him, well, I've got this amount of money. And he said, well, okay, if you want me to write the lyrics, it's going to cost this much. If you want me just to sing, it's going to cost this much. So I said, let me have a crack at writing the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> so I kept playing Yankee Doodle Dandy and jotting down uh, ideas for, for lyrics. But then like I, I have not, I've never, I'm not a lyricist. I've never written a song before. So I keep grabbing Jem and saying, does this sound all right to you? Uh, two flags and 100, use that shit house. <laughs> so what, how did you pick uh, Yankee Doodle Dandy as well? Uh, did you I, try I, to get a, I, get a Saints one? Like, do you do a Saints Well, fans? no, because the Saints only has one verse that you repeat yeah. again and again, and I knew I wanted to... You could have done, um, oh, I do wish to be beside the seaside. Their, that, was their, that was their initial song. Oh, was it really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I do wish to be beside the seaside. Um, back when they would That'd have be been... That'd be more appropriate, Saint Kilda, appropriate you know, now that they're in, in the Seaford. Yeah, yeah. Be more appropriate now. Yeah, so I don't know when it changed, but... I think I just looked around for... I looked I, I, I looked up... Because you, you did an episode, didn't you, where you said this is what the songs are based on. You went through all the... You went through sure. all the club songs. I'm not, I'm not so sure if we've done that, but we have... But they've, they've come up every now and then. Yeah, like I'm quite interested in the uh, in the history of them all. Yeah. Yeah, so I kind of, uh, 
I, I tried to find as many as I could. And then there's basically, in I guess for commercials and stuff, there's a big database of uh, tracks you can license. So, you know, you can find Grand Old Flag, Saints Go Marching, whatever, and then find the version. But I wanted to get that specific marching band sound. Yeah. You know, like and. And so you could find a version of When the Saints Go Marching In, but it's like a jazzy New Orleans version. And to get that kind of trumpety kind of, you know. Um, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the only ones that were really available were um, uh, It's a Grand Old Flag. It's a, is, that, is that Melbourne? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a Grand Old Flag, Yankee Doodle Dandy, and uh, I can't remember what the other one. There was another one. Uh, maybe it was but I suppose actually well Grand Old Flag and Yankee Doodle Dandy would be quite uh, traditional songs so kind of uh, like the, you don't often find people singing the Collingwood song like just no like you know Grand Old Flag is like what's that like that's like a New Year's Eve kind of song and Yankee Doodle yeah. Dandy would get a get a fair run around at uh, you know patriotic events well, I suppose yeah, yeah. I think uh, well, Mike Hal, you can probably confirm this. I think it's a, it's a fairly traditional, you know, halftime marching band song, Yankee Doodle Dandy, mm. for all those people who believe the South will rise again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they're very um, interesting. The um, the songs like the um, uh, I think the Carlton one has actually a bit of a kind of a race, a racial tinge to it. Um, oh, does it really? Yeah, I think it's it's slightly inappropriate. I think when you kind of I think read the original lyrics, if I remember correctly, the Richmond one, um, the Richmond one's almost like a, oh, it's like Follies. It's a film. It's like a, but it's real like the well, the version I've seen. It's, it's sung by a kind of you know twenty something lady, and it's a uh, row 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 is the initial version. So so it's like row uh, row row yeah down the river row, they were row 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 and then it's like right. I think it's about um a guy going on a date and he kind of you know mm. tries to give her a kiss or something like that but uh but yeah but it's uh, <laughs> which was probably was really like racy that well, was yeah. the Nine Inch Nails closer of nineteen twenty <laughs> yeah I think it's from like the forties or something like that but uh, yeah yeah I'm quite fascinated by the um the songs and what they um did the, how they come about did the Hawks ever in the eighties St Kilda I think um, Mike great. Brady it up a bit we got like we we, we revamped yeah, the yeah. Saints theme song and it was like all like you know synths and guitars and stuff like that. Which had the same chorus of when the saints go yeah, marching yeah. in, but it had these other verses that were we're saints, we're proud, and we've got a lot of fight. That's right. We're on yeah. the move, and they'll feel our might. Yeah, that's chase right. them nice and hard. We make them jump <laughs> their guard, and we're loyal to our mates because we're, we're the, the saints. saints. Yeah, yeah, they <laughs> they um they did a they did a revamp of the Sydney song too. So Sydney did like I think it was up there for Sydney. So it was mm-hmm. essentially the same kind of thing, but uh, well, it was up there because yeah. they but up there for Sydney. Um, yeah. Because what did they? Because they, because they only really kind of adapted the um, cheer for the red and the white. That's only been like in the last ten or so years, or ten or twelve years. Like that wasn't always their song. I think they actually did have up there for Sydney for a fair while. Oh, really. Yeah, I remember down at Geelong, I used to go see a couple of games down there because a mate of mine, his cousin, was playing for the Cats. And they had an 80s song that was, uh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's the Cat Attack, Go Cats! The Cat Attack, Geelong! Fuck the man. Cat Attack, Go Cats! They can be a bit yeah. rough, the new modern ones, hey? Yeah. Well, I, so what do you got? You've got the Eagles song. 
which is terrible. Uh, power, awful. Um, I have no idea what the Suns or the Giants... Have they gone back to traditional for the Giants and the Saints? Have they learnt their lesson? They are a bit traditional, yeah. The uh, Giants one, uh, if I remember, it's almost like a bit of a... Uh, I'm like kind of like a Russian polka. Like, uh, it's, uh, it's got <laughs> like, a bit of a... Like a, com- a, a communist Russia kind of Yeah, it's of kind like... of like... A, it's, I'm trying to think it's like... Is it like Rocky IV when Ivan Drago comes out to that really like imposing <laughs> Soviet kind of like... Chanting. <laughs> what a beautiful movie that is. That's such a magical movie. Christmas Day. Christmas Day they fought, Charles. Um, but, Did they uh, really? In Russia? In Russia, yeah. yeah. You, he's he's crazy. Serious? What was Rock thinking? Yeah. Obviously, after that match, there was the, um, the devastating um, uh, brain injuries. He was yeah. shaking in the showers. But he still managed to and then he w- have a street fight yeah. and then come back and fight. Well, the heart, yeah, that's, that's the heartbreaking thing about, uh, you know, that story is that he found Tommy Gunn, uh, <laughs> who had all the potential in the world, but uh, he was, he got caught up Tommy the in Gunn the, uh, the glitz, rest glitz in, in the glam. Rest in peace. You know, he was John, John Wayne's nephew, that guy. Really? That actor. I think Tommy Gunn was his real name. Uh, Mike Hale, maybe you can look that up for us. Tommy Gunn, and he died of AIDS. Yeah, it's Tommy, 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 Tommy Morrison, I think. But, um. Oh, right. But yeah, no, he had a he had a bizarre thing where he didn't believe that he had AIDS and was still trying to box. And they go, "Nah, dude, that's a, that's a lesion on your forehead." Like he had, <laughs> he had he had he had he had troubles. He had troubles. I think Tommy, rest in peace, Tommy. Yeah, yeah. yeah but yes, but the um the um the 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 giant song is uh, written by uh, like the singer from Cat Empire or something. What? Yeah. Like that, that really? Uh, yeah, I'm a pretty certain the guy. Yeah, That song that tormented us for like the summer of you know 2003. But um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no. Right. So he 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 wrote that. So I, I don't know the lyrics, but um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, it's something. Uh, so uh, I've 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 invoked your name on this podcast uh, in the past. You've slandered um, me repeatedly. I think you'll find. Oh, so Tommy Morrison died in uh, 2013 of AIDS complications. Well, that's you know he he probably lasted a lot longer than uh, for someone who was in denial. That's yeah. uh, not bad. Yeah, not bad got, at all. Got to be in a movie. Two guys, one cup. A lot of laughs where we talk about people who've died from AIDS. <laughs> Uh, no, you, have, you have invoked my name. You've slandered me repeatedly. That's what you've done. On yeah. The show. Well, what what people need to understand about our relationship is Michael and I have known each other since we were, you know, very young, probably about ten years old. And mm. the era in which uh, we met, uh, our two teams were kind of polar opposites of each other. Like the Hawks were in the middle of their their first, well, one of their dynasties, <laughs> and the Saints were coming off the back of the most unsuccessful period in their history. Uh, Twenty, you know, one of our twenty five wooden spoons. So that my many. memories, I think, well, I think it's over, tw- yeah, it's definitely over 20 wooden yeah, spoons. Wow. Um, I think because we also had a period in like 1917 when, you know, balls were made out of lead and, yep. you know, players would have heart attacks on the ground and stuff like <laughs> that. So that era doesn't count. Uh, <laughs> but you, uh, for me, you encapsulate. <laughs> oh, fuck, here we the, go. You are the... You are the you are the you are the Joker to my Batman. Like you are the opposite. Everything you've experienced in your footballing journey, 
is the opposite of mine. You've had joy. Yeah. You've had an embarrassment of riches. Yeah. Um, you've had very little scandal. You've had inspirational comebacks and story. Like, I see your journey as, um, it's, it's like spitting in my face. <laughs> I've been, uh, but even I've been as incredibly a, even lucky. Even as a 10 year old, even as a 10 year old, you carried yourself with a certain arrogance. You were the Rick Martel <laughs> of primary school. You did. Like, I remember we would go to games and your, and your parents, your family would also reinforce that. Like, your father took great delight in embarrassing me for being a St. Kilda supporter and asking when I was going to switch to the Hawks. Well, when are you going so to switch to the I mean, the, the fact Hawks, that our friendship has endured is amazing. Answer the question. When are you going to switch to the Hawks? Um, oh, for a long time they were, you know what? When you guys were kind of middling in the late 90s to early mm. 2000s, I actually developed a bit of an affection for you guys because like, mm. wow, you know, I grew up in a period where they were fantastic and that, you know, that period around 89, 91, you know, they're a great team. And, and then you started getting good again. I'm like, fuck these guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck these guys. Yeah, we had some uh, awful teams um, in that kind of mid to, mid to late 90s. We had players like Ricky, Ricky Nixon played at Hawthorne. Yeah, but then he went to St. Kilda. Oh, no, but he was at St. Kilda first. Then he came to Hawthorne. Like we went. What? We, yeah. I think did he maybe I it was back, the other way around. Maybe, maybe we went back to St Kilda, but no. But, but but we we saw Ricky Nixon, and we thought, no, there's one guy we need at our club, and uh, it's yeah. the guy who's going to bring stability to everything. But the funny thing is, of all the kind of clubs that tormented me as uh, as a young, okay, here we go. St Kilda has 27 wooden spoons. Uh, no need to editorialise, Michael. <laughs> I know it's a dubious record. Okay. Um, I wonder yeah, who's second. Uh, the thing, uh, the thing that I've always felt about the Hawks was even though you guys were super powerful and successful, I never hated you for it. Mm. Carlton, on the other hand, oh, yeah. like I, 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 you know, even, even now after like 10, 15 years of them being horrible and mm. them starting to have a few wins, I don't like it. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I was happy for them to get one or two, but then four in a row. And you know, then an inspirational victory. Yeah. I'm like, ah, uh, you don't want the button about this. Don't want them up and about. Yeah. It's like Collingwood. Yeah, Losing yeah. a grand final to Collingwood is, is, is possibly the worst thing that's ever happened in my life. And I've lost both parents. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what happened on um, that day? Was it so 2010? So yeah. on the replay. Were you not there? Yeah, yeah I was there. But like, what, were you, what did you do that day? Uh, after we lost. Yeah, I'll kind of during the game. Like, when did you? When did I know it was all over? Mm. The smother, I think. Yeah. The smother in the goal square. And then um, it was just awful. That's the that's the only game and definitely the only grand final I've left early. Like it got halfway through the last quarter and when that Collingwood chant went up, I was oh, like, dude. this is, no one, no one needs to see this. Yeah, There's children here. It gets into your bones, that Collingwood chant, doesn't it? Yeah. It's gross. Yeah. It's gross. And it, it was just also, we should have won the week before. Mm-hmm. I mean, we would have stolen it, but we should have won. We should have won the week before. So that's left me scarred. I mean, more than Geelong or anything like that. Do you really think um, stolen? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because we were, we were, we were, I think we were 30 points down at half time. Yeah, but and then we just locked came the- back. Like, I mean, you, you were definitely on top for the second half. Well, let me put it this way. I think Collingwood were the, the, be- the better team that year, all that year. We had sort of been okay, but we'd been up and down. I think Collingwood had played more consistent football. We'd only just scraped in past the Bulldogs the week before. So they were favourites. They were the better team. If we had won, it would have just been through grit and determination. But yeah. like the year before when we lost to Geelong, I feel like we were robbed. I feel like we were the better team for that yeah. year. We'd only dropped two games. If we'd kicked straighter in the second quarter, 
you know, we would have been all over them, but... Didn't you win like uh, 17 uh, in a row or something that year? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. something incredible. Yeah. I think we got to ra- round 15 against Geelong. Both teams were undefeated. It was like a record or wow. something for the AFL. Uh, Mike Hale's telling us that North is the second most uh, unsuccessful team with 13 wooden spoons. So we're almost... Oh, no, we are. We're more than double the next worst team in the AFL. That's interesting. Stop laughing! Oh, no, 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 no. I'm laughing in a, uh, you know, friendly way. Support and comfort. <laughs> but actually, Hawthorne, yeah. would have quite, Hawthorne would have quite a few wooden spoons because we were rubbish for the first 40 years, pretty well, much. Well, you got 11. Oh, there we go, 11, yeah. So, yeah, so that would bring you probably close to third in terms of um, Yeah, and no, I reckon you'd be right, yeah. I don't, think it, I, don't, we've, I don't think we've had one in my kind of football fandom, but I think we finished second last a couple of times, two or three times. How um, many flags have you won? Uh, it's 13, all up. How much, how much is enough, right? How much is enough in your Seven, lifetime? 17. Oh, that, 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 they're not all in my lifetime. They've yeah, been, no, but what is, what's in your lifetime, eight? Uh, I've been to, uh, take it, one, two, three, four, I've been to nine. Fuck <laughs> you. Nine flags or nine grand finals? There have been ten in my lifetime, but, and I've been, oh. to, I've been to nine, but I was like one when the first one happened. So oh, you to, poor thing. I've been to oh. nine, and I think, how many grand finals have we lost? Uh, <laughs> one, two, three, four, yeah, four grand finals we've lost. Okay, so you and I have both been to four losing grand finals. Yeah, there we go. We have a lot. Of, you and me, we're not that dissimilar, Charlie. <laughs> yeah. uh, Michael, do you want to bring out the, the first result from last week? Uh, sorry, I should explain to you, Michael. Um, Will and I have a, a little quirk on our podcast that we don't get to the results from last weekend until just before the first bounce of the next round. <laughs> uh, so down in uh, Tasmania, North Melbourne uh, defeated Richmond in, in what was... I picked Richmond to win this game because I was I'm right behind the Richmond. How do you feel about the Richmond phenomenon, the the, the Richmond bandwagon? I reckon it's a, a dormant giant that as soon as they if they can get get some some real success in terms of like a top four finish or like you know make another prelim or something or you know let alone a grand final, they are going to come out of everywhere. Like you know we we they've they've already got kind of massive membership and the like. They could be the first club to get a hundred thousand. I reckon if they um. If they kind of if they if they win something for lack of a better kind of thing like the, they <laughs> do you in, do you enjoy do you enjoy do you enjoy their dysfunction? Like, it's a funny you, narrative. It is a funny narrative. It's been a long amazing. time. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's it? like they are the quirkiest team in the AFL. Yeah. Like impossible to dislike. Yeah. Yeah. And when their when their fans are going, like it's quite incredible too. Like they're so passionate. Um. But yeah, like I think there's, I think there's, that we're scratching the surface. I think there's like another, you know, twice as many of them out there. Um, that if they just could just of, get some success. Yeah, yeah, they could all, kind of all come running out. But um, I don't know where that success is going to come because I'm not sure if they're going to get. I don't think they're not going to make finals this year. But it's like I'm not sure how they're going to get better. Um, well, they've got to take. One step forward, no, one step back to take two steps forward. It's obvious. What's that, Puller Abdul lyric or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> That's Damien Hardwick's uh, strategy going forward, is one sure. step back, two I steps forward. I mean, they've forward. had three years of finals, and it's just they haven't managed to win one. But um, So I suppose they've been up for, you know, up for a certain period. Maybe do need to kind of, you know, uh, regroup and 
change things up, get some more. I think players like um, Alex Rance are amazing. And, uh, yeah, he's a he's, he's a gun. Yeah. But then they have that balanced out with uh, Vickery. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And Although suppose- Tyrone Vickery, I saw him interviewed, and he was not what I thought he would be. He was very likable and charming and articulate, and it's not the kind of player I pigeonholed him as. He, he's not. He, he's actually he seems like a really good bloke. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I was I always remember um, Vickery. Whenever I hear Vic- Vickery. I remind of an, an anecdote that um, there was like this this other guy called Vickery, and and a description of from a third party. The description was, "I tell you about Vickery, mate." And I just remember kind of the, the tinge of the guy's tone was going, "I tell you about Vickery, mate. Vickery married his best mate's mum." <laughs> so whenever, <laughs> whenever I hear Vickery called in the ra- on the radio or TV, I just think Vickery married his best mate's mum. <laughs> who who is this Vickery? It was like this other guy, just a complete like a random, like not a public figure. Did he in fact marry his best mate's mum? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Confirm that. But it was like a dude was like it was essentially the guy was like teen off on him, and he was just like, yeah. I tell you about Vickery. He just said it like in a real kind of. It, Distinctive style, a vicary, and married his best mate's mum. <laughs> How weird would that so, be? Uh, Marrying your best mate's mum. That's hot. I love it. I'm sure there's a. I'm sure there's a subcategory on Red Shoe, which yeah. is all about marrying your best mate's mum. Yeah. Uh, where do you? Where? What's your vibe on uh, on the kangaroos? Do you? Because they seem to be the most. Are they underrated. real and deal? Yeah. Are they the real deal? That's a really good question. I actually don't know. I don't know. I think when they lost to when they lost to Sydney, the footy public got much more comfortable with how they feel about North. I don't think yeah. anyone was really comfortable with them being flag favourites. No, but no. I mean they bounced back in the best possible fashion. Like Richmond were actually you know up and about when they played that match. So I don't know. I don't know. Uh, they, they they just kind of as Will describes them on this show, they're kind of like an old car. Like, they run and they get your places and stuff, but you just think that a, a Ferrari is going to overtake them at some point. Yeah, like, you can't see them winning a flag, can you? Like, for some reason. I mean, they made two prelims in a row, yet we still don't buy them for some yeah. reason. Yeah, and, and they've got talent all over the shop yeah. as well. Yeah. I, guess, I guess my feeling of them is it's because they've got that senior citizens brigade. Yeah. Like, it, to me, it feels like... It's not like they're, they're a bunch of, you know, um, young draft picks that have all come up together that are, you know, they're a cobbled together, held held together with sticky tape yeah. football team that yeah. could snatch one. Yeah. But you don't see like a like a, a dynasty coming or dynasty coming. Is it dynasty or dynasty? I think, I think it'd be dynasty in Australia and I think maybe dynasty in America. Yeah. Yeah. You don't see a dynasty coming from that team. No. Um, but I guess Richmond are now out of finals contention, are they? Well, yeah, what are they? they can still are they make three, and, three and nine or four and four and eight or something like that? I know. Let's move on to the next game, which is uh, your team beating the Demons. Ba, now, you sent ba, me a text ba, before ba, this ba, game because you, you heard me uh, tip the Demons. and tip the Demons, mate. Yeah. Yeah, you seemed upset by egg on, that. Egg on your face. <laughs> oh, no. I think, it was, I think it was more fun banter. But, um, but, uh, but how, did you, how did you think the Demons were going to win that? Even though it was a bit close in the end. Because I kind of feel like the Hawks are a bit wounded at the moment. Yeah, and no, you're right. I, I just sort of felt like if Melbourne was going to have any shot, it would be that game. But the Demons, for me, are another team that I just can't get a beat on because yeah. they seem to have a good win followed up by a disappointing loss. Mm. And like, do you think... 
Little people talk about like the culture of a club or the psychology of a club. There's a lot of debate about oh, yeah. tanking at the moment. Yeah. And you know, uh, Ross Lyon's been saying it's not worth sacrificing, you know, the kind of, uh, the attitude of a club, um, or the culture of a club in order to get draft picks. Mm-hmm. Do you think Melbourne are scarred by whatever there was allegedly a, happened there, is it, under is it Dean Bailey? Peter Jackson, who went over to Melbourne, he was like a former Essendon CEO. And I saw him okay. on, on the couch on Fox Hoody and he was saying, this is a couple of years ago, but he was saying he was amazed at the culture and how poor it was. Essentially, we're, yeah. we're near enough is good enough. And I, th- I think there's massive things to be said for the culture. Like I know particularly um, Clarko, uh, when he was um, when his first couple of years, and I think we finished maybe uh, 15th or something like that in year one or two, I think. And um, How many walls did he punch that year? Well, yeah, but he was saying definitely um, – because there was lots of tank, tanking talk then. He said, I, I, I want to get wins into these players. I don't want them to, to lose. I want to teach them how to win. And um, there was a fascinating um, interview with Russell Green. I'm sorry to bring this up, Charles. But um, he was saying um, when, <laughs> when he, he made the switch from St Kilda to Hawthorne, and he said that they had a game at Waverley or something. And he, um, Hawthorne, they lost it, but they, they came back from like 30 points or whatever. And... Uh, and his wife was like, "Oh wow, what an incredible comeback!" And um, and he said to her, "You won't believe it, but like these guys are shattered. Like they're all <laughs> really heartbroken that they lost." And he's like, "If I was at St Kilda, it would have been like that's a great comeback, and you know what a great, what a great game we had." But he said these guys are like really, really sad that they lost, and he couldn't quite work it out. It was like the first time he'd seen that. So I think there's massive well, things uh, to be said for the Carlton. Aaron, Aaron Hamill was on uh, open mic, yep. and he went from Carlton to St Kilda. And that, this is only in like 99 or 2000, I think mm. it was. And he said that it's just like, you know, he was amazed by just how downbeaten yeah. the club yeah. was in terms of their attitude to success. And, you know, he was saying it just permeates everything, like in terms of how hard you train, you know, your, that willingness to go that extra 10% in a game when your backs are against the wall, all that kind of stuff, which I can totally see. But I think for St Kilda, what what it came out of for us was just being broke for a long time. Like we just didn't have facilities or players or anything like that. You know, we were barely getting out on the field during, you know, the nineties. So it would make sense to me that, you know, the players, when you sort of just uh, uh, grasping at straws, you, you don't have that winning culture. Also, unlike Carlton, we didn't fucking cheat our way or a bunch of flags. <laughs> uh, but I think that's changed at St Kilda. Like I think the era of, um, you know, that era of revolt and, um, uh, and Lenny Hayes and, you know, pe- players who lead by example and mm. demand a lot of their teammates and stuff. I mean, that's what you're kind of hoping that, that they'll leave behind, even though we didn't actually win a grand final. You know, we played finals for, I think, you know, eight out of ten years or something like that. So yep. there was a lot of players who sort of demanded a higher standard, but fucking hell, like, it's just... It's so. How do you fix that? Like, how how does Melbourne go about? You know, what does it take to fix that? Well, I suppose Paul Roos is one of them. One of those. Uh, one of the steps to try and fix that. You know, they go. They went and got a kind of a marquee coach, which they probably haven't had for a fair while. And um, he does the three years. Hands it over to Simon Goodwin next year, and I suppose he kind of. You know, he's probably his underling, and so he probably learned. A lot from Maruzi tries to keep it going that way, but um, but yeah, definitely they um, 
I suppose the AFL and Melbourne threw a bit of cash around and got Ruzy. Yeah. Well, do you kind of feel like whenever Ruzy does a press conference after one of these disappointing losses, it's almost like he's like the patient parent yeah. of a kid that's been a kid that's been suspended again. He's like, well, you know, we're just working through some issues, and you know, it's to be expected that there's going to be some teething problems. No, you know, you're stuff. right. Like, yeah, like I totally agree with that. Like, it's um, it's almost like he uh, he's not too fussed about whether they win or lose at the minute. But I suppose he can't be like that forever. I mean, it's been three years now, or two and a half so far. But you can't yeah. be like that forever. I mean, eventually you do have to begin to expect results. Well, I just think for supporters as well, you know, there is... It's so hard. Like, you know, the Saints are kind of not going through a great patch at the moment. And it's really, really hard to find the motivation to either get to games yeah. or even to just to tune in. Because yeah. it's like, what are they going to serve up this week? I mean, we'll get to the the Adelaide game, but fuck, that was like painful to watch. And you do question, what am I doing? Like, this yeah, takes yeah. up such a large part of my week, and there's absolutely no payoff for me. It's such um, a bizarre thing, do you think? Like, um, like I what? mean, I've, I was thinking this uh, just a few weeks ago. I went to a game, and it is a ap- absolutely bizarre thing that we put so much of our time and we invest so much emotion into a game that. We can't control. We have no, no. We're not actually part of. Yeah, yeah. Like that. Like the. I'm sure you know the players don't give a fuck if I'm there or not. <laughs> and, and yet we are, you know. We and our mood is dictated by this stupid game. You know. Well, when Gemma and I started dating, and she saw the absolute levels of fanaticism I went to, she had to kind of like intervene and say, "You realise that your team's victories and successes in no way correlate to your you. own life." Yeah, <laughs> you don't need to wear face paint when you're watching it on TV. Well, no, it's more just that I would take losses very personally. Yeah, as if you know my own failings had contributed to yeah, the yeah. team's failure. <laughs> and you're a fucking like, loser, Clawson. That's what you yeah, get. It's an, <laughs> it's, it's an unhealthy link. You need to somehow separate to realize these two things are, are, are separate. Yeah. Um, but to get game, back to uh, it, I do agree. Uh, to go way back to what you were saying before, I do agree that yeah. the Hawks um, are kind of... Wounded? Wounded, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you were saying to me uh, on the phone earlier this week that uh, you know when you have to avoid... Uh, the media commentary it's all the predictions of your demise yeah 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 i mean that was going to be the narrative for the whole year it's going to be either we're going to be top you know going flash or or it's like it's over having said that you know i think we're i think we're fifth on percentage and we're eight and three so i think we've managed actually to do really well to kind of um just scramble to eight and three and with a bit of luck we could have won that sydney game and so we could have been you know nine two uh geelong and and the giants tailed us up which is fair enough but um but yeah, I think there's... Oh, and, you know, there was a period of time in which like the umpires just gave you every game. <laughs> yeah, that uh, Adelaide game got a lot of uh, a lot of traction for some people. Um, oh yeah, and the Tasmania game, I mean my course, this yeah. show is play on play play on not fifteen is based on that specific instant where we kicked the ball clearly over fifteen metres twice and you still Kick I mean, a goal from it. Yeah, true. That's uh, yeah. We had a we had a bit of a run there. Um, yeah, you did. But uh, but I mean, I think the I mean we haven't had Hodgie for most of the year, but I think um, he'd probably been the major out. I don't know if you're going to bring Showy in, but um, I mean the I mean the, the the one dude who could straighten everything out at this minute would be Ruffy, but obviously he's got much more important things to to worry about. Yeah, 
Yeah, and Sicily's been actually not a bad inclusion. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Because they, they've 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 turned over a few people, like they've you know got rid of Hale and Suckling moved to Bulldogs and Lake, mm. of course. Um, so you look at the team and you go, well, there's like you know six players that weren't in the in the grand final team last year, um, mm. but uh, but they do need to churn them over because they're old. We got an old <laughs> list, you know. We got you know you a lot of dudes in kind of you know thirty three or so floating around, and they're gonna. <laughs> They're going to go, and they leave massive holes, you know? When, before, when's Clarko signed to? I've got a feeling he signed a four-year deal this year. Yeah, I think he might be up okay. to 2019, maybe? Yeah. Right, okay. Not entirely right. sure. Uh, so he's probably not going anywhere soon. No, no. I'd say, I reckon, I reckon he'll finish the Hawthorne, and then, you know, like how they kind of, the successful ones kind of maybe eke out another year or two at another club, and it goes awfully. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it goes horribly yeah, wrong, yeah, yeah. like a Mick Mulhouse yeah. or something. St. Kilda, St. He's signed through to 2019, Mike yeah. Hall is telling us. So, yeah, he'll probably come to St. Kilda, I'd say. <laughs> he'll yeah, come to yeah. St. Kilda, just completely dismantle the club and he'll move He'll play on. at the, the Hobart, Dennis, Dennis the Pagan Hobart Devils or something. Yeah. Uh, the next game was Carlton uh, defeating Brisbane Lions at Etihad Stadium. Not much interest in this game. I mean, it's hard to muster up much interest in Lions games, isn't it? Yeah, dude, they're a worry, man. They're a real worry. Like they're they've just. I I, I don't see how they're going to get any good. I mean, yesterday um, Lee Matthews had to come out and kind of quite strongly say that Lepich was going to stay around for next year. Like I don't know what you do with them. Like they're broke. No one's going along. They're <laughs> apparently their their change room floods all the time. <laughs> Uh, they need a new. They need a need a new like location. They're trying to build like a like a training place out near the airport or something. Um, oh, that but, that's good. Yeah, but it's I, one I, thing. Uh, the one one thing Seaford's taught us is players love travelling long distances to isolated training facilities. Yeah, I mean, well, Brisbane Airport isn't really too far out. I mean, you know, it's uh, I've been there quite a bit, but um, uh, it's got a lovely train line into the town. Um, but um. But yeah, I, I don't see how they're going to get better, Brisbane. I don't see how they've been the equation. Like, yeah, where do you, where do you, what are the odds of them making finals in the next, you know, three or four years? I don't see how they're going to do it. Well, yeah, I mean, definitely not the next three or four years. But I'd be interested to know when they were at their peak, you know, their their sort of um, three peat, what their membership was like and what the attendances were like. Hmm. Um, because how do you squander that? I guess it's. It just seems to be that they had a period. So who came in after Matthews? Was it Voss? Uh, Did they yeah. go Matthews, Voss, Lepich? Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think Matthews was until '08, maybe. Yeah, and that was the era that they kind of topped up with your Favolas and Maguires and yeah, um, Buchanan's and stuff, right? Yep, yep, yep. They kind of they they made they made the finals. I think it was '09. I think they they won a final. I think they defeated Carlton in a kind of a last minute kind of victory, and then uh, I think. Vossi thought we're actually a good chance here, and so they they topped up with your fevs and stuff like that, uh, which yeah. was all a disaster. Because they had Favola and Bradshaw on the same team at one stage, didn't they? Well, I or think Bradshaw. Bring Bradshaw. Bradshaw they, he he got offended by the idea because I think they're going to do a straight swap with um Fev. Yeah, right. And he got offended by that, and so he went to Sydney, and he actually didn't didn't amount to much in Sydney. Actually, I think he just maybe just played a year, but um. Yeah. But yeah, Vossi, Vossi thought they were a chance, and so he topped up with a few players, um, and then he realised that they, in fact, weren't a chance, <laughs> and he got a couple more years, and then um, and then they've, they 
get him on the outer, mate. But uh, but I mean, Leper, yeah, like I don't know if Leper's even doing a bad job. It's just like uh, they just can't get anything going, and they haven't done that for yeah. three years. I like Leper. I like when he, I like his press conferences. I think he seems like he's very honest and 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 upfront coach. Like he's completely aware of what he's working with. And there's been a couple of games this year where they've played quite well for patches. I mean, it's a shame yep. they didn't win that Sydney game. I think that would have been really good for them. I don't dislike Brisbane. I don't no. dislike anything about it, but it's just... They were really good against <sighs> Hawthorne. Like, they they were... They were it was oh, that's about, right, yeah. They about to go up with about five minutes into the first uh, into the last quarter, but, like, we we then piled on about nine goals or something in 20 minutes. But, like, if you looked at the score, it was actually a bit... Um, uh, it didn't tell the true story of the match. It was actually really close. If Lee Matthews recommendation comes to pass and the Suns and the Lions merge will it be the first time a club has merged twice <laughs> oh yeah that's a really good point huh I didn't think about that yeah, yeah um, from... year, years and years and years ago North Melbourne and Essendon were going to merge yeah uh, like back in the 40s or something like that um, right because I suppose they're right next to each other but um, yeah yeah that was one initial merger that was on the on the table yeah, I mean, and you guys were going to merge with the Demons at one stage. Yeah, 20 years ago now. I think, I think St Kilda, there was always talk it was North Melbourne were meant to merge with North, like yep. the South and the North of, of Melbourne. Yeah. Um, would you, if if that had gone through, the Demons-Hawks merger, would you have kept supporting? That's a good question. I think I think at the time I was thinking I wouldn't. Um, I remember going into... Glenfrey Oval at the time, and because they'd done Scott Ra- start the campaign, said if every member gives two hundred dollars, so what was I maybe nineteen? So I rustled together two hundred dollars and went in there's like a little old lady going, "We're gonna beat this. We're gonna get the money." <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, going into the social club, which the social club was like just an old. So he just flat house. out asked every member to hand over two hundred bucks. Well, yeah, yeah, I think that to raise four That's million. And so this is the difference between our two clubs. When we were struggling financially, we were rattling tins out the front of fucking Waverley. Oh, and it was the same, the S- the same thing, like that, the same thing, all that kind of stuff. Like, um, I think that was just like a, a figure that he came up with. But it was uh, maybe maybe we had twenty thousand members, and it was like worked out to two hundred each. I'm not totally sure, but I think they they need to raise four million. I think. But I remember going to like. Um, where did you find two hundred dollars at the age of nineteen? Well, yeah, I was would have been working in a bottle shop at the time. Like it would have been a lot of money actually for me at the time. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely would. I have guess been. you could. Have, I, I, or you could have got your butler to loan it to you. Yeah, I guess. okay. Fuck off, you fucking dumb fuck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> says the man. Um, that uh, yeah, they they. I remember before the final, they called the merger match in round twenty two, and um. We went to Glenferry and they had kind of a rally. And uh, Dermy got up and he cried because we all gave him a big cheer. Because he, oh, really? Well, he finished at Collingwood the year before. And then we all headed off to the merger match and watched Dunstall kick 100 and made the Now, final. I brought up a story on this podcast that I don't know if it's true or not about Dermy. Not the one where he breaks his dick. Breaks his dick, but yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> the, the idea that he wanted to play out his last year for free. Have you heard that story? No, the, no. The, he did want to the, come back to Hawthorne, like he, he he did the year at Sydney, no, no. In Sydney and then he came. Well, the, the to story come back. I the story I heard is that he before he had his uh, you know re- re- his contract review or whatever before he went to Sydney, yeah, he was wanting to 
uh, go in and say, okay, well, let, let me play for three and then the last year I'll play for nothing because I want to give back to the club or whatever it was. And then they said, well, no, we want you to take a pay cut. And, yeah. You know, and, he, and apparently he slammed his premiership medallions. <laughs> he just had them on him. Slammed his premiership <laughs> medallions on the table. Uh, that's, I remember hearing that story from someone when I was like 18. Oh, well, <laughs> and I thought, some, oh, that makes sense. They, there was some massive reduction. Like they, he went from uh, – and he, he, he kind of said, you know, I couldn't, couldn't – with a young family, you know, kind of uh, go onto that kind of pay. But there was even – Yeah, Ferrari, Ferraris don't take care of themselves. They trees, yeah. But there, there was even silly things where they said, you know, it's performance-based, so if you play 22 games, then you get this much – and uh, and he's like, well, you do realise there are twenty games this season, so there was just stupid things like that. Yeah, it all went a bit haywire in the early nineties. That's the yeah. beginning of the merger, really, because we we kind of went broke when uh, we'd had you know a decade of success, and we hadn't kind of. How is that possible that you guys went broke? I don't know. I don't know. Then save your money, man. Save your money. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be a football player and live large. Yeah, so I think through all the success, they, um, they, yeah, they, they didn't manage to hold on to it. Yeah, right. Um, next game, uh, the Cats defeated GWS at Skilled Stadium, Cadinia Park. For fuck's sake, it's Cadinia Park. Uh, great game. That was uh, one of the few games of this round that I actually watched. Did you see it? I saw a little bits and pieces. Man, GWS are great. They're so good. They're awesome. Yeah. They're so great to watch, aren't they? They are, they are great fun to watch. Like, they're, they're going to win the next five, and it's going to be horrifying by the fact yeah. that, uh, you know, it'd be a very, uh, uh, let's can't say the, the MCG is going to be, you know, pumping. Packed. When they no. get up, yeah. But I reckon, like, if they just say they do go on this kind of tear where they win back-to-back or whatever, I reckon they'll win a lot of fans. Like, yeah. I live in Sydney. You know, my footy team's in Melbourne, but I live in Sydney, so I don't get to see the Saints that often. If GWS keep playing like this, I mean, I could see myself going to more games and actually, because they're fucking, that's like watching the Harlem Globetrotters sometimes. Yeah, they yeah. just are so skillful. Yeah, it's very attractive. Yeah. Have you, have, have you headed out to Homebush to watch a game? Uh, Homebush, yeah. Mm. That's not their home ground, though. That's a Skoda or Spotless or whatever it's called now. No, your Spotless Stadium, yeah. Is that in Homebush? Yeah, yeah. It's I right it was next in Blacktown. To, it's right next to. Um, ANZ. No, no, they play Blacktown. They play. They've played kind of NAB Challenge matches there. Oh. Um, no, I haven't been out there. I hate Homebush. I hate seeing football out there. So why do why do Sydney people hate Homebush so much? It's not that difficult. Because it's kind of the same as when Waverley. Remember how used to, people used to feel about Waverley? Yeah. Like you're going to the arse end of the earth where there's no atmosphere and this giant kind of empty uh, uh, mausoleum of a football stadium. But everyone goes on uh, about how hard it is to get there. Like, I was, it's like... Well, not it's a hard, it's just fucking... Central. Because if you compare it to um, the SCG, which is like walking distance yeah. to anyone who lives in the city, and also just has atmosphere and... Yeah. I don't know, it's just... It, it, it just it, Sydney is already, you know, fighting a, an uphill battle by, you know, having AFL at all. So you need to kind of concentrate your AFL culture, and there seems to be a bit of that around the SCG and Paddington and that yeah. Moore Park area. True, yeah. But then you, you know, you jump on a train line. It's not like everyone on that train is wearing scarves like in Melbourne. It's yeah. like you know you're getting further and further away from your from your football culture, and it's just um, it's just a terrible stadium to watch football. And they have and then- sushi there for fuck's sake, sushi. <laughs> no sushi. football ground should serve sushi. They have sushi at Etihad, yeah. Um, um, but yeah, 
that Stevie J uh, got a pretty good reception, I thought. It was going to be weird to see how that went down because yeah. he is a favourite son, but he's yeah. also Stevie J. Yeah. <laughs> I think he had a good time. He was saying people welcomed him. I think he hung around for the weekend. Took in the took in the, the the sights and sounds of Geelong, you know. <laughs> Drank some sunscreen. Yeah, had ran through someone's of backyard. The, the pregnant teens working at KFC. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you do you have uh, strong pregnant feelings teens, about Geelong no. because because of the rivalry? Uh, it was pretty remarkable for a while. I think it was eleven in a row that they won, and every single match it was a weird and wonderful way that we lose it. You know, like they're incredible contests. Mm. Um, but doesn't I, it kind of stretch stretch back to like eighty nine? Isn't that sort of where? I suppose that was know, the beginning the of, of it. Yeah, yeah, that was the first time Geelong kind of made the grand final for a long time. Obviously, to Epic, uh, it gets brought up all the time. Um, uh, but I, I suppose there was a bit of something in that. But then. Yeah, I mean, I suppose 08 when we, we weren't meant to win it, and we did. And then Geelong went, well, fuck that, for the next five years. And then the 2013 prelim, I think, I was talking to friends the other day, I think it would have to be like the most incredible win you know, yeah. that I've been to, where you go, holy, holy moly, out madness. The whole thing was mad. Yeah. But do you have a, like a, is it like Apollo Creed and Rocky's relationship where you start off as adversaries, but... You know, you have a begrudging respect for them, and well, I think it's maybe probably one day you'll you'll ten. play a match that no one will see, just the two of you. Yeah, yeah. Ding, ding. Yeah, I think it's tempered a little bit by the fact that, um, uh, I mean, because we've we've now won a few. Like, a, you know, there was there was the the streak. You know, it was like ten or eleven or in the in a row. And so I suppose once we kind of break that streak, then it does lose its shine in a way. Yeah. Um, but uh, but Geelong are looking pretty flashish here, man. Like uh, yeah, tell you what, like they don't yeah. they don't drop off much. Like they've been up for a long time now and um, put in little yeah. danger mouse and they're flying. Good player, good player. Uh, let's move on to the next game, uh, which is Sydney Gold Coast up in fucking like. Oh, that uh, was the, the monsoon. The, the monsoon it was insane. Mm. Um, Gold Coast. Uh, maybe it was because of the weather that it brought the two teams closer together. Actually, looking at the scoreline, it should have been it should have been a bigger win. Mm. Sydney eleven goals, thirteen behind, seventy nine points over Gold Coast six goals, five behind, forty one points. But uh, yeah, they're on life support as well. Really, yeah. I know they have a lot of injuries and stuff, but I just feel like Rodney Egg was the wrong choice for a coach. Well, if you think too, like the the if the Giants are so far ahead of them, I mean, you know the. Stuns, you'd figure they should have made finals by now with all the kind of picks he got and all the all the first-round draft picks he get. I mean, if you can't kind of put that together. But, uh, but yeah, Queensland football is just on its knees. Yeah. I mean, I think it also comes down to the kind of players that the senior players that G, the, the Gold Coast drafted in as mm. opposed to GWS being the other example, obviously, is that... You know, they got in Campbell Brown. Well, yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, no, I mean? you're Players really right. Like you're really Brown. right. They, they, they just got a few people who were like, "Oh, yeah, I'll take a big payday for a couple of years." But um, yeah, yeah. on the Gold Coast, yeah, I mean, like that's that's not where people go to take life seriously. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, no, it was. I think it was party time. And um, but yeah, no, definitely the older players that the uh, Giants got in. Um, you know, people like Keith Shaw still hanging around. You thought that you thought it'd be like ah, a year or two, he's just gonna you know, eke out a couple of years of a contract, but. 
Didn't he win the best and fairest last year? Like, uh, going amazingly. Who's that? Heath Shaw. Yeah, I know. Who would have thought that? Yeah. I mean, you, he, you would have thought he was the Campbell Brown of GWS. Yeah. That when he went up there, it's like, okay, well, he's going to cash in. But yeah, it's I mean, he's still a really good player. He hasn't lost any pace. Yeah. Um, I told you, I think, that I met Campbell Brown. Uh, Brown Dog. Yeah, Brown Dog. When I was doing my men's health thing. And, oh, okay. Um, it's worth, uh, I've, I've brought this up on the show before, but it's worth noting that uh, his little slogan in his uh, profile on Instagram is, everything good in life is worth overdoing. Moderation is for cowards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why. Yeah, that's why he should always punch cops, I reckon. Yeah. Well, how uh, many of his own teammates has he punched over the years? Did he yeah, ever punch anyone at Hawthorne? He snapped someone's jaw. Um, yeah, that was but, on the Gold Coast, though, that, when they're in LA. And I remember he got angry about that kind of saying it wasn't a coward punch. It was like a punch that, you know, in front of him. They were squaring up. Yeah, yeah. so like he wanted to make that absolutely clear. So it, wasn't a, it wasn't a king hit. It was I, I punched him, broke his jaw, but it was, I was right in front of him when I did it. It's <laughs> <laughs> the clarification. And but what it, did his dad? What did his dad have to say when the uh, journalist turned up? Yeah, he said to, uh, he can go and get fucked, and <laughs> I sound like call up like any other cunt. <laughs> it was hilarious. Oh, the was apple the does not punch far from the tree. Yeah. Uh, over in the west, Frio defeated Essendon um, in the, the game that I guess the only intrigue in that was who's tanking. Yeah. Who's tanking now? Yeah. The uh, new John Travolta comedy. Um, what do you think? Because uh, Koshi came out yesterday and said he was uh, didn't think it'd be really appropriate if Essendon got a, the first draft pick, and then Tim Watson was like, "Oh, you know, don't be a goose, Koshi." But what do you think about that? Because they're most likely on the way to getting a, a first draft pick. Well, I actually I assumed that they had been sanctioned not to get one. I, I just thought that would have been part of the deal. But yeah. um, uh, I mean, how much more punishment do they need? Like, yeah. do you think they need to be punished more? They need to get back on their feet. Otherwise, you're just going to have a fucking G, a, a Gold Coast in Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I Although, don't know what ruling you do. Like, if you get, if you, okay, you, okay, you go. Don't you can't have the first one. But then it's like, well, then they just to get the second one. You know, like yeah, that's almost just as good. Yeah, and what's the difference really between the top five, mm. the first five picks in the draft? Be hard work being a Bombers fan, though, wouldn't it? I think it's galvanised them. Yeah, every Bombers supporter I talk to. A, you know, they are bonded by a common enemy, which yep. is, you know, the AFL and the oh, wider yeah. public. And B, it's like a year that it's fun. Who cares? Like if yep. we, you know, they beat Melbourne. That would have been a great game to go to. That's just, you can turn on the TV with no stress. You can check out, a, like, uh, you know, McDonald Tipamudi and a couple other, you know, players who are coming off the rookie list. There's a lot to kind of enjoy about the year. I don't, um, I think the big heartbreak would be James Hurd. Yeah, I mean, for for St Kilda, it'd be the equivalent of Rob Harvey, you know, tearing the heart out of the club, or yeah. Dermot Brereton, or or, or um, uh, Richie Vandenberg, <laughs> Richard Tambling at Richmond. Um, <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, I, I I can't see Hurdy coming back in any any form. There'd be that kind of moment at Essendon where he comes back eventually, you know, a bit of a kind of. You know, a little handshake and watch a game or whatever. But I can't see him. I've heard, I've heard, that, I've heard he's over in London, actually. That's one of the guys. And, uh, but I'm very excited because I'm going to New York very short. Well, in about three or four weeks. And uh, I'm going to pop in to see Job. Yeah, if I can find out. We got a bit of intel through our junk time email the other day that where Job might be <laughs> working. 
But uh, I'm sure it will get out. I'm sure it will get Probably out. Probably also known as stalker. Yeah, yeah, Stalker yeah. information. Oh, but I'm so heading in there, and I'm so saying, you know, my name is Stephen Dank to write on the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> but the, 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 the weapon. The chock-a-block full of Australians. I used to um, work at a video store in Melbourne as a teenager in my early 20s, and Tim Watson was a customer, and his chubby little son, Job, really? uh, would also come into the store with him to get the Mighty Ducks on DVD. Yeah, wow. Uh, and I remember looking at uh, him going, geez, does it, I wonder if it disappoints Tim that he looks at his son and he's this little chubba wubba. You know, like, but Tim everybody one of those started playing him as a chubba wubba. He was a chunky dude then, and then, he, then one summer he just dropped a whole bunch of weight, got fit. And, um, I wonder, so I wonder, uh, <laughs> I wonder how that happened. Remember that anti obesity drug that they took? I <laughs> <laughs> uh, like it's, it. That thing, isn't it, where everyone likes Job. Like, yeah. it's, it's, it's such a shame. Like, you don't want to gang up on him, but it's just irresistible. It's too much fun. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be awful because, I mean, I, I can't see a way that they won't take the Brownlee from him. I mean, if, if this, uh, the appeal thing, um, gets knocked on the head. But I can't see how they they like they have to take the Brownlow from him, and that's going to be awful, 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 awful. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. I think unless they had bets, unless they no, had money on Mitchell and Koch, it's and such, then it's great. It's, great, it's great. such it's such a bad look for the AFL. I think they'll find an excuse, a reason to let him have it. It just if he was a more unlikable figure in the football community, they mm. might work harder to take it from him. Like if it was. Um, I don't know, Charlie Dixon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, James Hurd's dad's been writing emails to Gil saying... Has he? Yeah, yeah, there was a story last week. It was James Hurd's dad was writing an email. He wrote it He wrote it to Gil and he sent it to the Prime Minister as well. Yeah. So weird. What? But he was... Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, it was in the age. Malcolm Turnbull. Yeah. He wrote, it, wrote to Gil and the Prime Minister. Um, <clears throat> sorry, calling for... Um, Job to be allowed to keep the Brownlow, and um, he also wrote a he also wrote a letter to Santa Claus, which he he oh, burnt and threw into the air, yeah, it, hoping it, it would get to the North Pole. It was the weirdest the weirdest story I've ever read. I was like, and I was like, like just hurt family. Just stop, just stop everything, you know? Yeah, just don't do that. Yeah, I know. It's 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 such a uh, it's such a, a an staggering fall from grace yeah, yeah. that has at no stage ever been arrested. The fall has never been arrested with any level of dignity no. or uh, culpability or yeah. anything. It's yeah. just like, it's just, it's been delusion the whole way down. No, I think it was, I think it's, I think it's the guy of someone who hadn't been told no for 20 years. And, um, but I just felt really bad for the kids as well, because I mean, the, the, the constant stream of people at the front, a number one, um, Build a fence, like build a tall fence. So we're going to build a wall. You don't have people, people fucking getting shot. I've never seen a man get into his car more often, and I have, yeah. and have to answer questions like at seven in the morning. But also, I was, I was so bad for the kids. Like, kind of, there's thirty press out the front of your house every day. It's like, and it's like, uh, you feel like your dad's committed a crime or something. You know, the, the kind of harassment. Well. Of uh... <clears throat> Kind of did. Well, <laughs> really, yeah. crime in the uh, AFL, you know, but not un, in real un, life. Unclassified uh, chemicals being brought into the country and injected into people is a crime. <laughs> uh, Port Adelaide defeated Collingwood in, uh, pretty convincingly. Port, yeah. it's weird. Port have actually racked up a few wins this year, but everyone hates them. I think, I think for me, Port are like... 
Everyone was in love with Port a few years yeah, yeah. ago. Because they and played then a they beautiful turned, family game. Yeah, and then they and then they just had a couple of shaky years, and now anyone, everyone's off them. It's kind of like we've been cheated on a couple of times, yeah. and we just won't take them back. No matter how hard they try, no matter how committed they seem, it's like we don't trust you, Port. You broke our heart a couple of times. <laughs> um, the best thing about this was just seeing Collingwood lose. I wasn't enjoying a revival. Um, you know, we on this show talk about the whole Collingwood with their backs against the wall. I think we talked them into their their, their streak. Um, I'm much happier with, with, with this turn of events. Yeah. It's not that I dislike. Uh, I have a lot of friends who barrack for Collingwood. You know, they're the most popular club in Australia. I just hate what they stand for. <laughs> <laughs> I just hate... It's the, it's something intangible that I hate about them. It's kind of like, you know, we have certain things hardwired into us, uh, evolutionary devices. You know, um, you know, you, you, that's why the sense of smell keeps you away from rotting food, so you don't make yourself sick. Hardwired into most people is a revulsion from Collingwood, Collingwood, yeah, um, with no logic behind it or anything. But you just know you shouldn't like them. You shouldn't be happy for them. I've never found myself happy for Collingwood. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're, they're going to find it very difficult to make finals. I think it'll be three years in a row now mm. that they haven't made finals. And um, one thing that uh, I found interesting, do you know um, on the – is that at the end of On the Couch? So yes. now they have puppets. They've got um, – uh, You got mean a, the 360? The yeah, 360, yeah. 360 puppets. Not, not On the Couch. Yeah. But I think it comes yeah, yeah. on at the end on the couch. But uh, anyway, I'll, it's I'll, a, okay. a Jared Waitley puppet and a Mark Robinson puppet. And yeah. they were interviewing Nathan <laughs> Buckley last week. Oh, my God. And the the Robo puppet said, Bucks, um, if you don't make the finals, will you resign? And I was like, <laughs> that's the strongest question Buckley's been asked the whole year. And it's come from a fucking puppet. <laughs> <laughs> But it was like Buckley was kind of like, fucking move on, mate. And like he was about to punch the puppet. But it was like not even a kind of humorous kind of question. It was like, are you going to resign if you don't make finals? And it's like, fuck, that's, that's the question <laughs> everyone's been tiptoeing around. He's never going to yeah, resign. But, you know. There's been some great uh, awkward uh, conversations on 360 this year between, especially at the start of the year when Collingwood weren't winning any games. Oh, and that drug article uh, that Robbo wrote. Where he was like, was it, he was saying like a quarter of the lists had tested positive over summer or something? Oh, uh, yeah. 11, and then he was like, players. oh, yeah, but I didn't have actual figures. And look, I can't tell you if that's true. And Buckley's just like, yeah. But we had Buckley and, and um, uh, Chris Scott come on. And like, that was no, going. Bra- it's, is it Chris or Brad? It's Chris. Yeah. Chris right. Geelong, yeah. And they, they were yeah. both giving Robbo both barrels. And it was like, there's two people you don't want to get a. A barrel from no. in the first place. No, no. Uh, the next game uh, was the Bulldogs over West Coast Eagles at Etihad Stadium. This was the game that West Coast had to win for people to take them seriously. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Uh, it, it, I was listening to um, one of the Fox Footy podcasts and they were saying how even though West Coast, uh, you know, don't seem to be able to win away from home, it doesn't really matter because they will definitely rack up you know, 11 wins for the year, even if they have a couple of easy victories over Gold Coast or, yeah. you know, the, or Brisbane or whatever and just, you know, push into top four, they're going to get two home finals. Then all they have to do is win one game 
at the MCG. Yeah, yeah. Well, they never play there. That's one problem. Fucking get over it. I'm sick of this. Like, it's a fucking football ground. Yeah, yeah. The exact same rules apply. You fucking, like, it's not that different. It's not like they have to play in zero gravity on Mars. You know what I mean? It's a fucking football there, ground. There's probably something to the formations and the like. But, um, but also, I mean, I think last year, like, the grand final last year, like, that was, you know, you, you, you got people playing in their first one coming up against people who are playing in their fifth, you know? So I think yeah. that kind of experience does add up. So they, they, they've they got their one grand final, and they know, they know how to how to do it, you know? Yeah. I think, um, I mean, how many times have people lost one before they've won one? Um, but uh, but last year, I think, was a bit kind of like, uh, uh, yeah, it was uh, the experience of the moment, you know? Um, definitely advantage Hawthorne. And Bulldogs are just uh, very impressive this year, considering yeah. the injuries have had. Um, Very sexy it football. Does, it does bother me how far they can go because I don't want to have to change the theme song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what? Like two it. guys, it three already, cups. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, I, 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 I don't feel it's going to happen in this year, but um, uh, it's just great. I mean, to see how they've rebuilt, because they are, you know, I think St Kilda and the Bulldogs are very similar in terms of membership and, um, financial status and all that kind of stuff. So that how the dogs have gone about their rebuild, and they were only really down for a couple of years. I mean, yeah. they were playing finals, what, 2011, I think, maybe even 2012. Um, so they've bounced back really quickly, and they're just a good team to watch. They're just exciting. And Bob has announced he's going to play on. Yep. Yeah, the feel-good story of this week is yeah, that yeah. Uh, Bob's back. Didn't he go to um, San Diego or something, and he gets a gut feeling and... I think everyone wanted him wanted to have another crack. He probably wrote an article um, that announced that he was going to play on, but it was so esoteric and stuff that no one actually knew what the fuck he was talking about. He kept talking about the dew on the grass as the echoes of ancestors playing the game rattled through my ear. What? What, Bob? Everyone, everyone's in love with him, though. Everyone's in love with him. Yeah, because he just is not what you expect from an AFL footballer. Yeah. He's the Elvis what? It's the Elvis tattoo. Where's he got that? On uh, his arm, I think. He's got an yeah, Elvis right. tattoo, yeah. Or maybe he's on his Mon- chest. He, uh, I, I met him once uh, through Will. He was They were hanging out somewhere, and he just comes across as a normal bloke. Mm. Like, you, he doesn't... You, he's not what you normally associate with a footballer. He's, he's someone who seems as much a fan of the game as yeah. he is part of the game, you know? Like, he really has a love of, you know... Uh, um, you know that Melbourne footy culture, and um, you know he kind of he listens to cool music, and yeah. <laughs> you know he's articulate. He, he writes and he writes about the game without actually explicitly talking about the game. Yeah, um, I'm sure there's a whole bunch of people who don't like him, but that's fucking you know the era we live in. If you, I guaranteed if if you went to you know the AFL Facebook page where they announced that Bob's going to play on, and you read the comments, yeah, you'd find some fucking asshole with a problem who had a problem with it. Fuck man, there are some pretty rough, rough units going around, and the the football circles on your Facebooks and like, like I've I've been added to like a couple of Hawthorne groups, and um, yeah, some of their some of their quote unquote memes that are just like abuse. <laughs> it's just like a picture yeah. of a player from another team. It's just like I'm a fucking cunt, aren't I? <laughs> it's like, it's like, there's no subtlety to it whatsoever. Uh, do you rate West Coast? Um. Yeah, probably for a bottom 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 half of the eight. Like, I don't think they're going to be a top four like they were last year. 
Um, maybe they just haven't gone off to a, a good enough start. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I think a bottom half of the eight, but I don't think they're going to trouble too many people. I think at the minute, if I had to put money on anyone to win it at the minute, it would be um, Sydney. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think they're going, they're going great guns. We'll just go to the last game and then whip through uh, this weekend's footy because I didn't realise how late it is and I have to go. Yeah, um, sure. And the last game weekend I don't want to talk about too much was... Uh, Oh, there's Bob Murphy's tattoo. Thanks, Mike Hal. That's very huh. sexy. Wow. Quite a handsome fellow when he takes his shirt off. Uh, it's, on his, it's on his left pectoral uh, for anyone who's interested. I'm sure you can find it. Adelaide um, and Saints, is this the last game? Yeah, last game, which was just an... Uh, you know what? There's just some days where nothing goes right. Yeah. Revolt does his knee in the first minute of the game. Yeah. Hugh Goddard ruptures his Achilles... Paddy McCartan gets struck in the head twice. Oh, Did dude, you see yeah, how he yeah. how, how he did his concussion? Yeah, no. Um, they're talking about neck damage at one stage. It was funny. I was actually um, I was texting with our mate Nick Taylor uh, during the game, and we all you know it was the first half, and we we're saying how fucking awful is this, and you know yeah. so terrible. And then Nick's gone. At least it's good to watch Paddy have a run around. And then literally <laughs> two seconds later, I get another text from him saying, and he's unconscious. Yeah, dude, yeah. <laughs> That was awful. Yeah, I was thinking about St Kilda yesterday. I was kind of go like, because the, you know, you kind of you don't hear much from Richo, and it's just um, it's just that unfortunate at the minute, you know. Yeah, well, you know what? I think last year we surprised a lot. We were picked to finish last last year. We won six games. We had a couple of good wins, um, and we've done really well this year. I mean, we're so unlucky not to beat the Hawks. Really unlucky not to beat North Melbourne. And uh, we've had some good victories against you know Melbourne and, and Collingwood, but I just think it's the nature of developing teams that the difference between your good and your worst is huge. And so when we come up against like a powerhouse top four contender like West Coast or Adelaide, we just get completely dismantled, and the players just don't have the experience or the or, or just the uh, the physicality to kind of match it like you know we have a bunch of players who've played less than 50 games and they just don't like when the heat gets turned on they just don't have another gear and that's the one thing i kind of notice um with us especially in the games where we we lose is we can stick with the top eight team for three quarters but all the good teams have another gear they all have game breakers we don't really have any game i mean jack steven is probably you know, the closest we've got, like he just racks up possessions. He's got that burst of pace. But everyone else, you know, we, we, we're still developing. It's just hard. It just, it, 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 I really regretted starting a football podcast after that game last week. I'm like, oh, God, I've got to fucking read some articles. And, and it's just, it's just, I don't know. It's it's disappointing. Uh, I, uh, we have to play Carlton this week. And it looks like we won't have Dempster. We won't have Revolt. We won't have McCartan. So we'll probably lose to Carlton, which at the start of the year, I would have locked this in as a win. I thought Carlton were going to finish bottom of the ladder this year, like lower than Brisbane, lower than Essendon. Yeah, everyone, all their supporters thought they were going to be rubbish. I mean, there's still yeah. hope, Charlie. I mean, they've only won about five games, but there's still hope that they'll stop and they'll be rubbish, they'll be rubbish for the rest, of the rest of the year. We can, we can, keep, we can only dreaming. dream. Yeah. And have, have you, get, you got a selfie with the uh, players? You ever done that? Hey? They get their little oh, Polaroid no. thing out? Apparently Nick Revolt's not into it. <laughs> yeah, fuck, man. That was such a beat up, that article. That, that got me really angry. Um, yeah. But I didn't realise that, that it was the players had their camera. That, I thought they'd get the cameras off the fans, but they've got little Polaroid a, cameras. Uh, 
There's a there's a guy Tom Brigilla Brigilla I think his name is who writes this uh, uh, St Kilda blog called Red White and Black. It's a oh, yeah. it's a it's like a it's like a Bob Murphy esque kind yep. of analysis of football from a St Kilda's perspective. <laughs> exactly. And this guy uh, this that journalist who wrote that beat up, he brought up some articles he's written in the past year. He just doesn't like St Kilda. He's he's had a gold over the last couple of years. He does these yeah. big feature articles about how terrible we are and. Uh, I just don't think he likes us. Um, okay, got to whip through these games because I've got to sure. go to work. Uh, so, do you know your lines? Here, uh, do you want to no, do no, lines? Do you want to run lines? No, I don't. No, no, I don't. Oh. No, I don't. <laughs> the first game of round 12 You were in the Daily Mail is, uh, yesterday, Charlie. Did you see that? You are in the Daily Mail because uh, you were filming a wedding. Ada's, I didn't see it. Ada's I did see child was getting married. S- my my stepson, is my stepson, stepson yes. as well, because I'm married to her. Um, I didn't see the pictures, but I did see the paparazzi there, so yeah. I assumed something would be happening. Did did, uh, did it mention your pert derriere? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's funny when you do get papped by those guys. I guess the journalists who write those articles get paid by the word okay. because they go into um, minute detail yeah. about they the describe clothes the you're photo, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Charlie was matching a, a, a grey hoodie with a black cap. Yeah. He had some Bluetooth headphones around his neck and some stylish form-fitting jeans. Yeah. Sneakers was, on his feet. Our yeah. mate Limo got married about you know, a year and a half ago and there was a few photos in the um, on Daily Mail. And because they didn't have... They didn't have a story as such because they weren't there and they don't know what happened. They just had to describe the Instagram photos. So it's kind of like, you know, Limo and his Bucks man, Bucks yeah. dudes wearing... Uh, Blue suits. Enjoying a beer, pre yeah. or maybe post wedding. We're not sure. <laughs> <laughs> You're not familiar with the uh, the concept of we have to wrap this up, are you? I've said yeah. it three times. Okay. <laughs> you keep fucking digressing. Okay. Uh, first game is Bombers versus Hawks at Etihad Stadium. Uh, look, if you guys lose this, you won't. But if you do, uh, it's all over. Yeah, it's all over. Um, you, you are. You should wrap it up. Wrap it. Take your fucking. 14, how many premierships you won? Take your 12 13, premierships yeah. and... yeah. No, in one way, I do... I, I mean, this sounds douchey, but um, I do hope we kind of can towel it up a little bit by the fact um, we need percentage. We're going to really need percentage by the end of the year. So uh, if there's one day we can hopefully pull out a big win um, for the first time this year, it'd be good. Uh, next game is Adelaide Oval. Uh, Port Adelaide taking on the Western Bulldogs, in which could be oh, a good be game, really I reckon. Yeah. Port, Port have got a bit of form. Bulldogs are coming off a win. Hmm. Um, I'm going to pick the Bulldogs in that because everyone hates Port. Everyone feels left down by Port. I'm Port is the cheating boyfriend Port at of the home. NFL. You're going to say Port? At home, yeah. Okay. Uh, Brisbane Lions take on Frio at the Gabba in the game that no one cares oh, about. Fuck. <laughs> 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 oh. I'm going to give it to Brisbane. I, I'm not going to pay attention to it whatsoever so I'm not, okay. gonna, not even going to watch it <laughs> Geelong versus North Melbourne at Etihad Stadium oh, oh, that's, that's a sort of home game that's weird that'll be a cracking match yeah. uh, who do you pick in that game is Goldstein still out um, I've got a feeling it might be actually I saw, I saw a headline uh, the other day there for website but uh, I'm going to go with Geelong su- just I, by the fact I think they're I'm going to go, go with North I'm suspect on, on Geelong I think they were lucky to, to win last week uh, the uh, the Eagles take on the Crows at Domain Stadium. It's a good round of footy. Yeah. A couple of three good games at least. Uh, West Coast, can't tip against them at home. Yeah, yeah. Uh, St Kilda take on Carton at Etihad Stadium. Uh, I'm going to pick the Saints. I think emotion's going to get us across the line. Yeah, I'm going to go Saints and uh, it'll be Selfie City after the game. Fuck, you'll have to front up. Well, you, you're, you're, you're caught between... Uh, 
two worlds, Rosenbachs and Clausen here. Yeah. You pick, <laughs> allegiances are torn. You probably told Adam you pick in the Blues, haven't you, you bastard? <laughs> Richmond take on Gold Coast at the MCG. Well, again, it's a bit of a who cares match. I look. I'm going to my my lock of the week oh, is yep. <laughs> yep. Richmond to defeat the Gold Coast, but something bizarre will happen in this match. I don't know what will happen. Yep. Tyrone Vickery will kick an, uh, a kick a, a goal, but in the wrong direction. That's okay. what I'm thinking will happen. <laughs> My shoe-in of the week will be Richmond. Yeah. Uh, GWS take on Sydney at Spotless Stadium. That'll be another cracking game. So there's at least four games yeah. you guys should watch this week. Um, fuck, I don't know. I'm going to pick goal, uh, GWS. I want the Giants to win that one. I think it's good for footy in New South Wales. I'm going to say the same, yeah, because I think uh, I think they've beaten the Swans once before. That was like that two years ago, when the game mm. got called off for lightning, or they had a break for lightning at one stage. Oh, that's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think this is like the proper like this isn't a fluke. We're actually really good. Yeah, and the last game of the round is the uh, Queen's Birthday match. That st- look, just stop trying to make this a thing. No one gives a fuck about the Queen's Birthday match. Melbourne take on the Pies at the MCG. Yeah, but we got the big the big freeze too. Uh, Neil Danaher's uh, thing for uh, Motor Neuro. So, um, did you see it last year? No. The big freeze. So they they put down they essentially go down a, a slide into um, ice buckets of water. Like a, oh, a pool, of, pool of ice water. So it's like uh, Jared Waitley's going to do it, and I think. Dave Hughes, maybe, and I think Jared Waitley, Jared Waitley's, Jared Waitley's Eddie, puppet's going to do it. Eddie McGuire's going to do it too. He says you can oh, go, fantastic. go down a suit. <laughs> Is he really? Yeah, but it's like two. Of the water was negative two degrees last year. Oh my so god! So they get uh, they get dunked in it. Oh, well, make sure you get along to that and uh, and and give to what is it? Yes, it's uh, it's motor neuron disease. So I reckon you typed in big freeze into Google, and you'd probably find a link somehow to donate money. Great stuff. All right, Michael, uh, thank you uh, for joining me and for filling in for Will. You can hear Michael and Adam Rosenbach's excellent AFL podcast, Junk Time. Uh, do you have a Facebook page or anything like that, or just find you on iTunes? Yeah, we're, we're Junk Time AFL Pod on Twitter and Facebook, so you can find us that way. And uh, we're Junk Time AFL Pod at gmail.com if you want to send us little information about footballers in real life or where you reckon Joe might be working in New York. <laughs> on the train. Uh, 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 so I, I don't know if you want to uh, use your own sign-off or, or, or take Will's, but uh, I will say, play on, not 15. <laughs> Go Hawks. We are two guys, one guy.